This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Dr. Dawn on Careers. Welcome to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM, Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham, and I'm the career director for the executive MBAs at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. We are live in studio right now taking your calls at 844-942-7866. So if it's Thursday noon Eastern, give us a call here on Sirius XM. We want to hear from you. Hey, switchers are the future of work. Are you ready to switch? That is something that many, many people are thinking about in the great reshuffle. But first, I have to say, Dana and Dion are both in studio for the right. first time. Both together, all three of us, the three Ds, we are in studio for the first time in a long time post-pandemic. So that is exciting. Um, and this is going to be a very, very fun show. But let's start off with the news, a hallmark of tech Companies and startups has been workplaces decked out with foosball tables, kombucha bars, gyms, and sleep pods in order to attract and keep workers in the office. However, a report from Fast Company argues that these perks are likely to dwindle in importance as younger workers focus on respect and well-being as the primary reasons to choose to stay at a company. Imagine that, respect and well-being. Are, is this hard to find? Um, I don't know, but tell me what you think. 844-942-7866. Where are all of those foosball tables going to go? Hey, <laughs> of course we have a great show for you today, but we have some other news on Dr. Dawn on careers as well. After seven and a half years, I am leaving Wharton to take on a role as talent director for one of the big four. So this is... Sadly, the end of Dr. Dawn on careers as we know it. As I've been saying on the show, it's going to be a major year for talent, and I'm so excited to be moving to my next role where I can be in the mix of the action. Of course, there are some initial conversations about rebranding the show to align with my new role, which I hope happens. So stay tuned to Twitter at Dr. Dawn Graham or follow me on LinkedIn to stay updated for what's ahead. But no matter where the road leads, this six-year journey on SiriusXM has been an absolute privilege, and I'm so thankful to have worked with the stellar team at SiriusXM and Wharton. My main peeps, Dion, Dana, and Michelle, thank you so much to have this privilege to work with you and have so much fun and laughter has certainly extended my life according to research so <laughs> according to research well it's always according to research isn't it dion like it was it was all heartfelt and then you were like the numbers show <laughs> the numbers show that my life has been extended significantly by all the laughter and of course my knowledge has been extended by all the pre-rate quizzes perhaps always wear pants to an interview yeah, yeah there or maybe it's been Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's decreased. Don't wear pants. I I don't know. Oh, oh. sorry. (laughs) But but I actually will miss doing the research on my pre-break quizzes because I have learned the most 
fascinating things when I did that. So so that will certainly be something that comes back if we rebrand the show because, you know, hey, um, it's just fun. Of course, uh, I've had the honor to interview many distinguished and knowledgeable guests, but most of all, the opportunity to help many listeners and followers in their career journeys and job searches has meant so much to me. So thank you for trusting me to partner with you on something as important as your career. I'm forever grateful. And on that note, I want to get on with the show because today's topic is all about the collection of the best career advice for the current times. And I'm so thrilled to welcome Julie Cohen back on the show because some of you may remember, Julie was the very, very, very first guest when the show was called Career Talk six years ago in August. So I'm super excited that Julie is joining. She's the CEO and founder of Work Life Leader, a nationally recognized authority on leadership development, career management, and work-life balance. Her guidance can be found in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, Time, Money, and of course her book, Your Work, Your Life, Your Way, Seven Keys to Work-Life Balance, a serial entrepreneur. Julie has built three successful businesses, which she's worked with hundreds of companies to develop leaders and thousands of individuals to clarify what they need to do to achieve their professional and personal goals. Julie, welcome back to the show. Hey, Dawn, thank you so much. It's so good to be here with you and, and your listeners, and it's an honor to to both celebrate and acknowledge this uh, very special day and milestone for you. Yeah, I remember. I remember six years ago in August, um, <laughs> me and you in the bathroom trying to calm my nerves because I was so incredibly <laughs> nervous. Um, and and now it is is pretty much my favorite hour of the week. I just can't wait to, to bring the energy to the microphone. So it has been quite the journey. And I'll always be thankful to you, Julie, for, for talking me off the ledge and giving me breathing exercises so that I could actually do it. <laughs> Yep. So tell us. It was a fun day. It was a fun day. Well, fun, fun in hindsight, but. Yes. Yeah, lots of nail biting in the in the moment, but um, I think that's actually one of the the pieces of, of best career advice that I want to kick off with sharing is follow your fear. This is one of the things that that I'm doing now. Of course, it's it's with mixed emotions that I'm leaving the job at Wharton and obviously leaving SiriusXM, but two things that I've I've so loved. And I'm taking the next step so that I can continue learning, continue to align with the market, continue to grow. But that's a scary thing. It's a scary thing. And I know that because it's scary, it is likely the next step for me because I will learn a lot. So I love the idea of, of follow your fear. And I don't know if you, you have any thoughts on, on that advice, Julie. Well, so what you're doing it feels like a wonderful next step for you and fear can be both a a motivator and a demotivator and and i think you or one gets to decide how they want to relate to their fear um you're engaging with it and seeing it as a learning opportunity and it's motivating and so there's a there's a cognitive switch that can happen. So when you feel fear, you every individual needs to decide, you know, what what is that fear and how how do I want to make it work for me as opposed to against me? So um, I'm not one to say, okay, just go for fear for fear's sake. 
but don't let fear um, get in the way of you moving in the path to to career, personal, and professional success. Yeah, and I think it does get in the way, Julie. I, I've um, especially working with switchers over the you know the past several years. It's very scary to do something new. It's very scary to do something outside of your comfort zone, especially when you may be a mid-career professional who has achieved a reputation for being an expert in what you're doing, and and then stepping away to do something that feels less familiar can feel very vulnerable. And I I I know there's a lot of people who are getting stuck because they want to make this move, but it's so hard to let go of the known and jump into the unknown. What advice would you have for people who are, are in that space? Because I certainly I certainly have felt that myself, and it's tough. Yeah. So embrace the vulnerable. Um, more and more organizations, they're, they're literally teaching their current staff be more vulnerable, uh, be more authentic, come to work as your whole person. So pay attention to it. And some of this can even come out in the interview process, in the informational interview process, in your, you know, in the, the entire job search process, and when you're in your new roles. You don't have to shy away from who you are and what you're feeling. You want to use it to... Um, to engage with your strengths, to go back and look, okay, I'm, I am concerned. I am afraid of this. All right, what do I need to do to connect this next step to what I am already good at? So, you know, you talk about the switchers. It is scary, and I believe most people have the tools, strategies, and resources to do this um, if they're, you know, if they're thinking, if they're strategic, if they read your book, if they understand the process to do this uh, and engage. 844-942-7866. You're listening to Sirius XM Channel 132. We are talking today about the best career advice for the current time. So if you've gotten some great career advice, or maybe you need some great career advice, we are here if it's noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Taking your calls all hour at 844-942-7866. So thrilled to have Julie Cohen back on the show. Julie is the CEO and founder of Work Life Leader and has been published in many, many, many magazines, journals, and media, and has a fantastic book, which I think is, is extremely Extremely relevant right now. Uh, your work, your life, your way. Seven keys to work-life balance. And we are talking about the best career advice. So, Julie, what what comes to mind for you when you think about the best career advice you've heard? Oh, that's um, that's as unique as each person. Um, you know, off the top of of my um, actually, this is advice my father gave me when he taught me how to drive many years ago. Um, it was always look in the direction you're going. So if you've had, and I think many of us have had kind of career challenges in the past, and, you know, that could mean you got, you know, fired, let go, uh, you were on a project that wasn't successful, you made a snafu in, in, a, in a Zoom session or a meeting, and it sits with you. I, I have had so many clients over the years that one situation has shaped their whole their whole career trajectory, and that's behind you. And so as you move forward, you always want to be focusing on where you are and where you want to go next as opposed to what happened in the past. So, so 
that's one of the really big pieces that I like to remind, you know, all my clients and friends and family. I think that is so profound, Julie, because I, I heard a quote, and I know I'm going to screw it up, but but it, it basically is, you know, something along the lines of you don't let your worst experience define you. Um, and, and a lot of us do that. A lot of us, uh, you know, we harp on that because maybe it's out of character for us. Maybe it's something that was very public and, and it's really difficult for us to shake. And then it starts to shape every next step we make and it starts to shake our confidence. And, um, you know, all of a sudden we've brought it forward with us and it's impacting things. So I, I love that advice. Do you have any, I mean, I, I'm thinking about about things in my own life and it's hard, you know, it's like three in the morning, your brain's like, hey, remember this? And yep. <laughs> you know, you're like, you know, seriously, no, I don't want to be thinking about this right now. Do you have any strategies for how to kind of manage that if, if something is really, really overshadowing the rest yeah, of yeah. your life? Well, uh, the first thing is to really identify it you know the coaching jargon is name it like really be clear this is this is this happened and i keep focusing on this and then you need to look at it in context and do a skills and a strength and a success inventory really be be clear on you know what's happened since then all the successes you've had the contributions you've made the impact uh and um and be very deliberate. Uh, mindfulness meditation is another tool that really helps you be present. You don't gain anything, um, you know, by by fo- focusing on things you can't change. So look at what you can do, and um, how to to use the, your current state as a springboard to whatever you want to do next. Again, whether that's job search, leadership development, getting a project done, um, or or things that really enhance your your personal life too yeah I, you're making me think about a gift i got a while ago it was kind of a joke it was called the uh, procrastinator's handbook and <laughs> I, you know that's that's certainly not a, a word i would i would associate with myself but it was funny because you know one of the first things it said is is you open up you're like there's seven billion people in the world uh people are not thinking about you right now <laughs> Right. And uh, it just it helped to put things in perspective in terms of when, you know, you, you you trip on the sidewalk, you automatically think everybody's looking at you. And the fact is, people are worried if you're worried about your own stuff, people are worried about their own stuff. And so I love the idea of putting it in perspective. Um, I'm also a fan of, hey, things can always be worse. And, and you know, thinking <laughs> of the worst case scenario and be like, well, at least that didn't happen. So that's a strategy that tends to work for me. But I love the idea of meditating. I'm a journaler. So I tend to journal things as well, um, and that's helpful. But I do think we all need to find a strategy to first, one, recognize if, if our past is getting in our way, to acknowledge that, and then two, to find a strategy to move it to the side so that we can really thrive in what we're meant to do. 844-942-7866. You're listening to SiriusXM 132. So excited to be in the studio with Dana and Dion all together under one roof, post-pandemic. It's fabulous. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham. Uh, we're here with Julie, who was our very, very, very first guest on this show six years ago this August. And uh, she is also going to be our last official guest because you may not have heard Dr. Don on Careers is going through a switch, a transition. And you can find more about that online if you follow me on Twitter or LinkedIn. 
But we are live right now at 844-942-7866, taking your calls, and we are talking about the best career advice ever. So Dana and Dion, I have to bring you into this conversation because, you know, I'm sure you've you've heard some career advice, if not from me, from from somebody that really had an impact on you. So I'd love to hear what what your th- thoughts are. Dana? Uh, yes, I think mine is a little similar to yours. Um, I was with a company for a little over 10 years and another job came up that was a better fit for my like family lifestyle. And uh, I was really comfortable. I was really happy. So I think the best advice I got uh, from someone that I worked with at the time, just uh, it's important to step outside of your comfort zone to grow. And I kind of then shifted my perspective instead of, you know, fearing the, the change and worrying that it was the wrong decision, just focusing on the growth. I love that. And it's interesting because I, I feel like, Dana, that a lot of us over the last year and a half have, have kind of built new comfort zones because of, of quarantine and, you know, working from home or, or changing jobs or things like that. And it's it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how we emerge from those, because quite frankly, I, I like my little comfort zone. At yeah, home. Yeah. <laughs> I've developed some habits <laughs> that I'm like, wow, going out, that's 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 a big day if I go out. <laughs> yeah, getting dressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fi- yeah, finding clothes that match, all that stuff. Yes. <laughs> Dan's laughing because he's like, you didn't have clothes that match before the pandemic. So I wasn't going to say anything. I know, I know. You're so kind. <laughs> You're so kind. Dion has seen me at my worst. Oh, boy. So, yeah, no, I, I, I love that, Dana. What about you, Dion? Dion, best um, advice, aside from what? wear pants. You can't say wear pants. And I don't know how a fern played into that somewhere, but fern. Yeah, I knew um, that was the other one, Fern. <laughs> um, this, this was actually something you brought up uh, probably a couple of months ago. Was, um, don't run from, but always always run to a job, like because it, it it affects your 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 interest in being there. Like if you're just running from something, you're not really happy where you are. But if you're saying like I want to be at this job, then it it uh, affects how how you work. Yeah, no, uh, that is that is some of my favorite advice, actually. Uh, and a lot of people right now are running running from because they're in a situation where they don't want to go back to the office or maybe their job has changed or they've come to the realization that they value something different and and they just want it to to uh, you know go through this transition but they're not 100% sure what they want to do so I, I'm so glad you brought that up Dion because if if that sounds like you out there then I think um, one great you've made a decision you want to do something different but two before you get too far down that path really really take some time to self-reflect and identify where you want to be because you know the grass isn't always greener and if you don't do that exploration you may find yourself in another job search not too far down the line hey 844-942-7866 what is the best career advice you've been given we want to hear from you if it's noon eastern we are live on sirius xm 132 we're here with julie cohen talking about great career advice so so what are your thoughts on uh, comfort zones julie um, well, again, it depends on where you are in your life. Um, we all have unique relationships with our work and our career. And depending on where we are, we may need different things. Sometimes, I think kind of as Dana implied, sometimes the comfort zone is, is 
at work is what you need because other things are going on in your life. And then sometimes you want to be pushing it and, you know, kind of living on the edge with your work and always stretching. Um, and so, so it's really important to, to, to know what, what you want when you want it. And you, you got to think about it before um, so, so you can plan to get there. Yeah. Um, and it is true. There are certain times in life when we just need to be surrounded by our comfort zone because other things are pulling our attention. And um, it's, 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 it goes back to self-reflection and really understanding yourself and your decisions and why you're doing things. And, and I'm also curious about the run, run um, to, not from. For people who are trying to figure out, Julie, what their next step is, they know they don't want to be where they are, but they're not quite sure where they want to go. Do you have any tips on how they can 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 um, start that exploration process? Well, so to kind of build on the theme of today, um, you know, best career advice, and I, from knowing you for such a long time, I know you will be very excited that I'm bringing this up. Um, always be networking. Always be connecting with people who are doing things that you do, doing things that you did, and doing things that you're interested in potentially doing. Um, and so building relationships outside of your current circle of influence will help facilitate that, you know, going towards something as opposed to running away from something, because then you can begin having conversations with your most trusted advisors and start connecting with people, you know, outside that immediate circle. Um, so you start moving in the direction you want to go by talking to people either who have been there or who are who are there already. Yeah, having conversations, you're right, networking is something that comes up pretty much every single show, but having those conversations and being curious, asking different questions, asking people, you know, I know you work here, but I don't know what you do on a day-to-day basis. Tell me about it. If you could do anything, what would you do? What are cool jobs? And having those conversations, it's shocking how much you'll learn from the people who are already in your life who maybe you haven't talked about these things with. I I was just on a podcast yesterday and, um, you know, one of the things that we brought up was for this for this radio show many many of my guests have books like you do Julie and and I read those books before I come on air. So, so I'm reading a book a week for the most part. Some of those books were probably ones I wouldn't have picked up just in general. And just reading things that I wouldn't have normally read in industries maybe that I didn't know as much about or, um, you know, that 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 tie into what I do and, and really trying to relate it back was so informative for me because, you know, even though I didn't know if I was interested in this, there's always connections. And so I do think I do think it is about reaching out to places that maybe are new to you and you don't know about and finding out, hey, is there a connection here? Is there something that I want to do? 844-942-7866. You are listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers. What is your best career advice? Or maybe you're looking for your best career advice. We are live if it's noon Eastern, 844-942-7866. And we are here with Julie Cohen, who is the CEO and founder of Work Life Leader. And has a great book that you will definitely want to consider, especially now, Your Work, Your Life, Your Way, Seven Keys to Work-Life Balance. And I want to talk about, um, this is where where, uh, one of your expertise lies, Julie, and a lot of people have 
developed new habits around work-life balance um, over the last year. Some for the better because they're spending more time with their family or they're going out for a midday walk. And others, maybe not for the better because there's no end to the work day and they just find themselves constantly yep. working. So, so I'm curious as people start to emerge in different ways, how can they either maintain the things that they they have created that are working for them or change their habits if they're they're being driven to work 24 7 yeah so again everyone is somewhere different on that continuum I, I think i've talked to three people just today already who were um talking about you know the next phase post-pandemic and what it's what it's going to mean to them and either they're some of them are excited and some of them are anxious so so the first step starts with an inventory and assessment of what do you want to keep and be really clear on that and see what you can either manage yourself to sustain or that you may need to have a discussion with your boss or with other decision makers at your company to, to get more of what you want. Um, you know, organize, you know, not all organizations, but you know, over the next over the next year, as things are starting to, you know, come back and redesign, um, this is the opportunity where, where you're likely going to have the most leverage to design or to request certain things. And so um, be, be really clear of what are your must-haves as you go back to whatever's next, what, what are the nice-to-haves, and, and what are the roadblocks? You know, if, you're, if your company says, yeah, you have to come back five full days, you know, a week, um, no exceptions, and that's just not something you can do, then you know that you, you have to start moving towards something else to, you know, to build on um, what, what Dion said. So understand what's most important. Yeah, I, and one of my one of my favorite career tips around this is something I've talked about before. It's called reversible decisions. If you have a manager who um, is is just no, no, that's not going to work. Um, the idea of reversible decisions comes from the retail model, where you know stores that have very generous return policies tend to sell more because people in the moment think, well, I can just return this, I can bring it back, but. The research also shows that people don't tend to bring it back. Um, and so this idea of giving your manager a way out might encourage them to try something and say yes, just to see that it actually does work out. So if you want to work from home or have a hybrid schedule saying, you know what, here's all the reasons I, I know it's going to work. Can we try it for three months? If it doesn't work for you, if it doesn't work for the team, we will, you know, we'll, we'll no questions asked. We'll just we'll go back to the way it was. And that that can work for a lot of things. It could work for um, your, you know, your work hours. If you find yourself working at 10 p.m. every night, and that's not that's not uh, sustainable, you say, you know, I'll I, I'll work till 10 o'clock on Tuesdays. Let's try that. Let's kind of funnel that into one night, so we're not doing that every night. And so you can really start to set boundaries. And I think the conversation has to be around how it's a win-win for both sides. And when you do that, you'd be shocked at how many managers are like, okay, I'll try it if we can kind of have no questions asked and go back. But you know, usually it works out. And um, and then you know you just keep doing it. So I, I do think. 
think we have to get creative in how we approach things. We also have to recognize that a lot of people are banging on managers' doors right now with these same questions and same requests. So it might take a little bit more time or we might need to be patient and, and make sure the timing's right. But I think there are strategies. So, hey, if you're out there and you're thinking, oh, I'd really like to, to find some more work-life balance and I have some ideas, but I don't think my manager is going to go for it, give us a call, 844-942-7866. We're here on SiriusXM 132. This is Dr. Dawn on Careers. If it's noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, we are live taking your calls all hour, and we're excited to have Julie Co in here but right now we have to go to our pre-break quiz quiz there's a quiz so there's a 50 square mile area of yellowstone national park known as the zone of death why is it called the zone of death? If you think you know, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Sirius XM 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Grant, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Dr. Don on Careers. On Business Radio. Welcome back to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM, Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham. I'm the career director for the executive MBAs at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. Dana, Dion, and me all under one roof in the studio today, which is super exciting here on Sirius XM 132. If you've got a question, we're talking about the best career advice you've heard at 844-942-7866. And we are here with Julie Cohen, who is the CEO and founder of Work Life Leader, talking about the collection of fantastic advice that you need for current time. So if you got a question or you've got great advice, 844-942-7866. But we have to answer our pre-break quiz. There's a 50 square mile of Yellowstone National Park, Dion, that is known as the zone of death. 50 square mile, like... Can you give me a, like a, a Don't a, ask for like kilometers <laughs> or anything. Don't 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 make me do math. You know we don't no, do math. I mean math like here. 50 square miles is like as big as what? Like <laughs> I wish they could see your face right now. Yeah. Cuz that that's not what I researched. I mean, think about 50 miles and then put it in a square. Put it in a square. Yeah. It's like I, that. I don't think that's how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. The, 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 the zone of death, is that what it's called? That is what it's The called. zone of death. Mm-hmm. All right. 50 square miles. Um, how big is a volcano? Just in general. What, are, what is this? This is not the quiz dawn on <laughs> her geography I'm, I'm thinking, and, and math. Because, like, I've, I've got to, I asked you in the break if you saw 2012. Yes. Because I got in my head the, mm-hmm. the scene where they go, I think it was Yellowstone, and there's just, like, a bunch of dead stuff. Because... Mm-hmm. I think a geyser exploded or something. I can't remember. So I'm thinking maybe like in the volcano, there's like a live volcano Mm -hmm. that if you go near it, it kills you. 
It just kills you. <laughs> just does. You just no lava. I'm going off the rails here. It just kills you. Um, no, no, it, like it, the, the volcano is live, so there is lava. No, no, that's so true. So if you get near the lava, then boom, you're dead. So zone of death. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> that is that is way too obvious. Dion, Dion's jumping the bell. Well, I control the bells. I. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. You can make yourself right every week if you wanted. That's true. No, there, there. Yes, volcanoes. Yes, geysers. Yes. Um, but that is that is not why this area is called the zone of death. Dana, I I'm gonna go with wildlife. I think there's like grizzly bears, or there's been like grizzly bear attacks there, or. You're kind of guaranteed to get attacked by a grizzly bear there. <laughs> Once you fall in the lava and get cooked, the bears are all over you, right? Do I get a ding, Dan? No. Mm, <laughs> oh, no. he's harsh, Dana. He gave himself a ding. Here, come on, Julie. What do you think? Zone of death. <laughs> no, Dion, you're going to be surprised. But I was actually, the last time I was at Yellowstone, which was many, many years ago, there were these things called like paint pots, and they were these bubbling like thermal things so i assumed it was that area because like if you fell into one of them you were see dead. i mean there's a Ju- lot of Julie's death on my side there's here. a lot of death I that am. can be had in in yellowstone i mean that's that's all the things you guys are saying are true it's just not the answer it's just not, not the answer okay so i will i will tell you so yellowstone has a 50 square mile zone of death where you can actually get away with murder just to give you a fictional example that Vox.com put together because it really does sum it up. Let's just say Dan and Henry are vacationing in Yellowstone, set up camp in this 50 square mile of park that are in Idaho, unlike most of the park, which is in Wyoming. They get into a fight. Dan kills Henry. And at the trial, Dan invokes his right under the Sixth Amendment to a jury of people from the state where the murder was committed, which in this case is Idaho, and the federal district where it was committed. But the district of Wyoming has purview over Yellowstone, even in the areas of Montana and Idaho. So Daniel has a right to a jury composed entirely of people living in both Idaho and the district of Wyoming. That is people living in that 50 square mile, but no one lives there. So a jury cannot be formed. Daniel walks free. And the scenario is fiction, but it is 100% true. And legislators know that this is true. And it hasn't been resolved after 10 years due to more pressing issues. Okay. I'm just saying. So I get it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. How desolate is this area? Like, is it it like stuff there? Because, I mean, I feel like... If this is an area you can get to easily, you know, some things can happen there. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of bad things can happen if if you if you get the call, let's go to Yellowstone. That, I mean, I, I'm a little bit nervous about that. I'm not going to Yellowstone with anybody now. I mean, but but here's the thing. This is obviously a fictional example, but there was a real case about uh, someone who I think shot elk and for whatever reason it was illegal and it happened in this 50 mile radius and the person got away with it because of this rule so clearly that's that's not 
out of the realm of possibility. And this makes me nervous. Like, I, I just needed one more thing to worry about at night. I, I, <laughs> I feel like there have been a lot of murders in this in this space, right? I don't and know. And nobody's talked about it. I don't know. But in about, uh, let's say about five or six years, there's going to be a Netflix documentary yep. <laughs> called 50 Mile Radius. Yeah, I like it. I Book like it. That. That's a good title. Yeah, I like that. I was going to go with Zone of Death, but I like 50 Mile Radius. 50 Mile Radius. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, you heard it here first. I don't know if that's that's sad or what, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's sad. Yeah, it is. Oh, but it wouldn't be a pretty quiz if it didn't end up being a little sad. Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. You are listening to Dr. Don on careers. We are so excited to have Julie Cohen on the show, our very first guest from six years ago this August. And Julie, where can people learn more about you? Oh. The best place to find about me and my business is at worklifeleader.com. And anyone can reach me out on LinkedIn. And you know, I, I know there's been many shows about how to best use LinkedIn. So reach out and tell me where you heard from me. Yes. Right about me. Yes. The personal, the personal tailored invite. 100%. That's one of the, the best pieces of career advice. You are going to get way more responses if you write a personal invite, how you're connected, how you heard of the person, and certainly not an ask. Please don't use that first invite as, hey, look at my product, buy my product. Do you want to be part of a franchise? Because that is going to not get you connected. 844-942-7866. What's the best career? advice you've gotten and how has it helped you or maybe you need some advice and you want to give us a call if it's noon eastern we're live 844-942-7866 so we brought up networking julie before the break and obviously that's a huge topic lots under there so curious what what some of your best networking tips might be for those who are thinking yeah i got to put that on my list for 2021 and, and start doing more of that well, first and foremost, don't wait until you need it. So uh, networking or you know, connecting with other professionals, you know, either within your field of interest or outside of it, is part of good career management. So um, schedule it, plan it. Um, don't, don't, you know, don't wait until it's urgent. So have a, have a monthly um, have a monthly activity that you do around networking. Um, it might be plan to reach out to one person that's doing something, you know, interesting or something you can learn from or something you can share with someone else to teach them something. Yeah, I like putting it on the schedule. That's something that that even I don't do, but I I probably should. Similar to working out. I mean, all of these things take time, and it's it's in your mind, but if it's not officially on the list, they tend to fall off the list. So I, I I do believe scheduling makes it real. Scheduling makes it a priority, like like your work meetings and like other things that you have to do, appointments and things like that. I also feel like we have so many new tools over the past two decades, like LinkedIn and, and other types of social media. And a lot of people spend time on these. And many, many times it's just scrolling for fun or distraction 
action. But I think if you can spend at least five to 10 minutes of that time that you spend during the day, and, and let's admit it, we all spend a lot of time scrolling in social media. If you could dedicate five to 10 minutes to something that's more strategic around networking, maybe it's reaching out to somebody and saying, hey, um, you know, haven't talked to you while came across your, po- your post, just wanted to reach out or commenting, liking somebody's post or or just, you know, reconnecting in some way using that. I think that can be an easy thing. And there's a lot of things we do that I think are already built into our life that we can tag on networking. If you're if you're in a meeting, a Zoom meeting, for example, and there's somebody new in the meeting you don't know, reach out to them after and say, hey, let's hop on a 15-minute call. I'd love to get to know you better. Or if you're you're watching a webinar or a panel, you know, take a minute after the panel to reach out to, to somebody who you really connected with and make sure you connect with them online just to say, hey, I really enjoyed your advice. Would love to um, you know, be connected to you so I can follow you. But really, it's just like look at everything you're already doing and take it one step further and that can really expand your network. 844-942-7866. What's your best networking advice? <laughs> we would love to hear. I know networking tends to be a scary word, uh, especially when you feel vulnerable in a job search. But there are a number of great strategies. And if you haven't seen, I have a new YouTube video site where I do quick tips. And I've done a lot on networking lately. So you can check it out. 844-942-7866. You are here on SiriusXM 132. We're talking about a collection of the best career advice. So let's kind of go back to social media, Julie. Um, LinkedIn obviously is is the top uh, site for people who are looking to perhaps change jobs. And um, do you have any tips on how to work LinkedIn so that it works for you? Well, uh, building on what you just talked about around networking and you know how do you how do you manage it? I actually like to integrate LinkedIn with life outside of LinkedIn. So um, when I see something on LinkedIn from someone maybe that I, I, that I know but don't know too well, I might use that, what I saw, as a springboard to reach out via email or even, as crazy as this sounds, pick up the phone and say, hi, I just saw you posted this article or congratulations, I saw this new position. Um, wanted to j- just chat and talk to you about that. So, so it's... It, You can use LinkedIn as a conversation starter outside of LinkedIn. So I just wanted to build on that. You know, regarding the job search um, and, you know, transition uh, possibilities with LinkedIn, similarly, you're staying on top of seeing what people are doing, where they are, and and readily, you know, reaching out. I I often use, you know, advise people to use LinkedIn – as, as one of your pl- first places for your target research, you know, whether it's an organization or an industry, um, you know, see, see who the people you know first, where they are and what they're doing, um, and, and use that as, as uh, you know, your springboard for asking for what, two or three more people you could talk to you know, in, in the company, the industry, or with the skill set you want to learn about. Yeah, no, and and as you were talking about picking up the phone and calling someone, I have to admit I had a little bit of an anxiety attack. So I'm an introvert, and I'm like, ah, somebody's calling me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I love that you do that because I think you're right. We we forget that our phones actually do work as a mechanism to have a live conversation with somebody. So, well, you know, to, to build on the introvert piece, 
I, I'm a high extrovert, but it's rare that I do pick up the phone, but I do listen to my voicemails eventually, and I've gotten messages from people that I haven't heard from in a while, and it, it kind of makes my day. It's like, wow, I heard from so-and-so. And, and then I may or may not get back to them on the phone. If I'm not in the mood to talk, I might send them an email and then say, hey, could we set up time to talk? Because I have to think about what their style is. If I, you know, they might not want to be interrupted. or So I try to always, and, and, and so this is another really, I think, important piece of career advice. Just because you like something some way, it doesn't mean, you know, the person you're reaching out to likes it that way. So it's, it's, it's good to understand what other people want um, and not assume it's, it's what you want. So, um, you know, connect. Um, I, I have a mantra that all connections are good connections, uh, even if the person, you know, might not be able to provide you what you think you need. Um, you know, having an initial conversation with, with someone you haven't talked to in a while about your plans or your, your desired path forward will likely lead to, to something beneficial. I agree. I believe you can get something out of, of, of every relationship, every conversation. And that may be that you're you're giving, you're helping, you're you're um, furthering somebody's career. But I do I do agree. I think we, we tend to underestimate, especially if you're in a job search, hey, this person's not in my industry, they're not gonna be able to help me, or this person's retired, they probably don't have the connections. But none of that's true in the world of social media and um, you know, people staying in touch and doing a lot of different things. People have a lot of connections and insights that we likely don't know about. So I always say never underestimate because you may just hear something that sparks a brand new idea and makes that conversation change everything. Hey, 844-942-7866, Sirius XM 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And you are listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers. If it's noon Eastern, we're taking your calls, 844-942-7866. We are talking to Julie Cohen, who is the CEO and founder of Work Life Leader. And we are talking about the best career advice. Let's let's bump over to interviewing. I know a lot of people have reached out to me because they're interviewing for the first time in a long time, either because they're choosing to make a switch or they... Um, perhaps got got laid off in the pandemic and they're going back to work now and it's scary to interview period but it's certainly scary if you've not done it for a while and because Julie you are so instrumental in in helping me get over my anxiety for my very first show six years ago this August what advice do you have for for people who um, are maybe very qualified know their stuff but just anxiety takes over in that interview and they can't get past it um, well, if they can't get past it, you know, I think understanding, you know, how intense the anxiety is and if you need external help to help you get through it. So that's, you know, one thing important. I'm not a psychologist. You are. So you can, you can speak to if, if they can't get past it. Um, if you're really nervous and you're just concerned how it's going to show up, uh, I find the most important piece is prepare, is to understand, you know, for the interview, be really clear on the job description be really clear on your resume and your skills and and rehearse. Uh, I, another uh, really important piece of career advice is try not to have those big questions that you think are going to be asked in that first interview. Try not to have them come out of your mouth the first time during the interview. So literally practice some of the big questions that you think you might get and talk them out loud 
at least once before the actual interview. So that might mean, you know, asking a friend or a partner um, to do a mock interview with you. Um, I've advised people to just, you can, if you don't have someone to do it with, write out a list of 10 questions and stand in front of the mirror and answer those questions. Um, so, so get some practice of your mouth moving, uh, talking about yourself. So that's one. Yeah, the out loud thing. I'm going to stress that because I can't tell you how many people don't do that. And they, they it, what's in their head when they're in the interview and what comes out of their mouth is vastly different, vastly, vastly different. And they say, wow, I wish I would have practiced out loud. So that 100% is on my top of interview best tips. I also think something else people tend to neglect but is very important is coming up with a list of insightful questions to ask the people who are interviewing you. And and when I say insightful questions, I mean things that that demonstrate that you have an interest in the job. And one of my, my favorite ways to look at that is to say, pretend you're already in the job. Pretend this is your first day. What questions would you ask? Because those questions tend to be focused on the audience, tend to be focused on how can I be successful in this role? How can I be a successful part of this team. And those are the questions that can really make a difference because honestly, I've I've interviewed a lot of people and, and that question period can make or break it. And I also think it's important to think about who you're talking to. Questions for the recruiter might be different than questions for the hiring manager. It might be different from questions if you're talking to a peer who will be on your team and really thinking about who is going to be the best person to answer these questions. So I tell you, make or break it. That that last part of the interview, you want to close strong. And so you want to work on what questions you want to ask. 844-942-7866. You're listening to Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Julie Cohen, who is the CEO and founder of Work Life Leader, a nationally recognized authority on leadership career development and work-life balance and she's got a great book your work your life your way seven keys to work-life balance which is a phenomenal gift for right now you need to check it out (laughs) so um as we're as we're wrapping up, I, I would be neglectful if I didn't talk about negotiating. So people are still negotiating. I've gotten that question. Is it still okay to negotiate? Absolutely. And I would say expect it <laughs> to negotiate. What are your thoughts on that, Julie? Yeah, don't don't leave something on the table by by assuming they won't they won't talk to me. I I have personal stories of of young professionals first job where they come back oh i'm not going to ask anything and and they get an extra thousand bucks on it and just by asking and so so there's there's you there's nothing to lose um by by asking after you get the offer um to 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 bring up where where there's room to, to to negotiate and to have that discussion Yes. I say always sleep on it. Always be grateful for the offer and ask, when do you need my answer? And then talk to somebody, map things out. Think about things you can negotiate, start date, sign on bonus. You can negotiate the base salary, maybe certain benefits. And you have a very, very small period of time between when you get that offer and when you accept where you as the job seeker finally have that leverage. So assume positive intent, but use that time. You worked really hard to get to this stage the company values what you're bringing to the table so if you if you um 
if you waste that 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 short period of time, you're going to find that it's much harder to negotiate later down the road. And you might, like I did in one of my very first jobs, find out that everybody else got a sign-on bonus and I didn't. Ask and, um, yep, you might get it, you might not, but you won't if you don't ask. Hey, Julie, one last time, where can people reach you? They can reach me at julie at worklifeleader.com and always find me on LinkedIn. Fabulous. And don't forget, if you reach out on LinkedIn, be sure to send a personal note to let Julie know where you found her. So just as we're wrapping up our collection of best career advice, some other things I want to mention is um, don't compare your start to someone else's middle or peak. If you are going to make a switch, if you are going to make a change this year, be careful about how you compare yourself. In my opinion, comparisons, the devil's like, it'll just drive you down. So recognize your strengths, recognize when you're improving, and compare your your um, your achievements to the next step. That is that is one of my favorite pieces of advice. And if you're just tuning in, you may have missed the announcement, but after seven and a half years, I'll be leaving Wharton and taking on a role as talent director for one of the big four. So this is so sadly the end of Dr. Dawn on careers as we know it. So excited to have Julie here, who was our very first guest six years ago. And and uh, who knows? The conversations are, are brewing for next steps, so maybe we will rebrand and be back. But I can't thank Dana and Dion enough for all of the laughter, the great times, and making this amazing hour so fun every week. Of course, our guests who brought so much to the table and gave such amazing advice to our listeners and followers. And of course, <laughs> to our listeners and followers, we we're so excited to be here every Thursday at noon Eastern to share in your career journey. And for me personally, I just want to say thank you again for your support, for your encouragement, and most of all, for trusting me to partner with you on something that is as important as your career journey. I will be forever grateful for this opportunity, and I hope you will follow me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham and LinkedIn to keep posted on what's next and what we do in 2022 but in the meantime i wish you much success prosperity and happiness in your next steps this has been amazing from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.